coming up on Unpolished MBA. And from April 2020 till March 2021, we were essentially in stealth mode. We did almost no marketing, and I had a team of... ...and out to try something new. These stories will help you make sense of situations you may find yourself in, and also provide encouragement to keep you moving forward in your journey. So I'll tell you this story about my daughter, who's a soccer player. She was invited to try out for another team, a little bit of a higher level team. And so she got all excited about it, didn't know all the details about who else was on the team or exactly what the coach was seeking as far as positions he was trying to recruit for. However, she felt it was a great opportunity, so she went for it. I watched her sweat her heart out on the field, and once it was over, she felt good about how she performed. And of course, like anybody else, critiqued some things that she wished she could have done better, but overall felt good about it. And there were players that were already on his team that were there also trying out to see if they could keep their spot. Now, since there were players from all over and no one was allowed to wear their uniform from their club, you couldn't identify who his current team members were and who weren't. But I did notice that certain ones, he had more dialogue with them or there was more familiarity with them. And there was this one player that was swapped in and out with my daughter to play the same position. Um, But that is what he was doing throughout the entire tryouts. Like he would swap people in and out certain positions to see how they performed. No big deal, right? Like that's normal. So he said, you know, he's looking for new players and to build an all-star team. And that's just part of the process. Well, at the end of tryouts that evening, the coach came over to inform the parents and the players that, hey, if your child is selected to join my team, I'm going to call you by 5 p.m. tomorrow. And so we're like, okay, great. So she waited. And during that time frame, she heard from a few of her friends that they had already gotten. It very much leads into my company. My family have been musicians for generations. And then I broke off from the pack and went and studied film at RIT, and then started studying IT as well. So I have both a film and a tech background. I've worked in music. I've worked in photography. I've worked in theater. And leaving university, I was like, what do I want to do with myself? And the logical conclusion out of all of that was creating something that I have the unique perspective on. So across all of those sectors, everyone struggled at finding space. And it was what inspired me to build Tutti, which is essentially Airbnb of creative space. I combined music, theater, film, photography, and tech all into one. (laughs) Okay, so it's a couple things in there that I'm like, wow. So you said, all right, when I was done with school, I'm kind of like, so what do I want to do with all of this? So it's one of those things where when we go to college, they expect us to know that when we walk into the door, (laughs) right? So you went through your schooling at RIT, which... By the way, audience, that's also where I went to for my alma mater, but way before, (laughs) way before. So the campus is beautiful. It's awesome school. But when you were there and you decided you're going to do film, by the way, I didn't even know they had film there because I did engineering. So how did you combine that with IT while still in school? I didn't. I was doing two completely unrelated degrees side by side. I did film for the first 
three and a half years I was there. And then I did IT for the second three and a half years I was there. But there was an overlap of a year and a half where I was doing both degrees at the same time. What made you add in IT into that formula there? I realized I didn't want to go into the film industry for a number of reasons. Can you share a couple with us? Because that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, So I worked on a few film sets. And one thing that really stuck out to me was that in film school, as much as I loved it, one of the social aspects was it was extremely clicky. So if you weren't in the clique, you weren't accepted by a lot of people. And I had an unfortunate falling out with an ex-girlfriend, which made me not in a clique. And I got shunned by a lot of my fellow classmates. Wow. And then I went off and worked on a professional set. And while I didn't have the shunning experience there, I did notice the same exact features or the, the same things going on on a professional set. And I asked around in the industry and people were like, yeah, it, it's really kind of like that across the industry. And I was like, well, don't really want to do that. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, that industry is not large enough to be that way, you know? So it's like, you're going to keep running into the same people over and over again. And if that's the way they operate, I don't blame you at all. Like, no way. There are plenty of parts of the industry that are not like that and are fantastic, but yeah. I just had a, a poor first experience. And then I started thinking, what if I, if I don't do film, what do I do? And I was always fascinated by building things. And I've always been fascinated by just coming up with ideas and being able to make them. Yeah. And the newest way of doing that when I was in university, programming. I loved apps. I wanted to know how to build an app. I loved websites. I kind of already knew how to build websites. So I I started learning the basics of that stuff. I realized halfway into the degree that I'm really not very good at actually coding, but What I have taken away from it is the intimate knowledge of how building blocks of programming knowledge go together and how to structure things and how things work in that world. So what is really useful is I have the empathetic view of someone who's worked in four different creative industries, but I also have a tech background. So I'm able to merge those really well, see problems in creative industries, apply tech solution. And that is how I'm building my company. Fantastic. So tell me and keep on moving forward instead of getting down on yourself and doubting what you're doing, how good you are or all the work you've already put in. This is clearly one of those things where that statement, it's not you, it's me is usually true. So don't take it personally. Because psychologically, losses are two times more powerful than gains to people. So telling someone what they'll gain from buying your new product is really not that effective when they push back with objections. And as I always say, people will choose the least risky option, not necessarily the best solution. And sometimes that means staying with what they already have and already know the less risky choice. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com.